This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's hour three of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. Wolchuk's top 10 at 420 is coming up in about 20 minutes. It is time now to talk with a special guest, Todd Archer, Cowboys reporter, ESPN. Joining us now here in the G-Bag Nation. And a good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing outstanding. Thanks for coming on and, and providing some more insights into these stories that are circling around the Cowboys right now. Are you taking it to the bank that Mike McCarthy is going to call plays right now? Uh, I'm not because I've not been told that. I was told that's to be determined at this point. Could it happen? Sure, it, it could happen. Uh, maybe it will happen, but... I haven't been told that just yet, but clearly I think he'll have more say into the offense than he's had in his first three years with the team. And I'm more curious about what's this offense going to look like. And I know you guys have talked about it before. Is it going to be what Mike ran in Green Bay? Is it going to be what the Cowboys have done here for years under Kellen Moore and Scott Linhan and all these guys, a combination of the two? It, there, there's a lot of things that, that they'll, they'll have to solve here this offseason. How confident would you be that Dak could run that offense that Mike McCarthy called in Green Bay? I'm confident in that. I mean, it's not brain surgery. No offense to Broadus's Green Bay ties, but <laughs> they didn't invent the wheel up there. <laughs> so how much of the Kellen Moore departure is mutual, or was that more of a true firing? Yeah, no. I mean, it's easy to say, like, oh, yeah, it's mutual. The fact that he landed a job so quickly, yeah, to me – indicates it was mutual that he was ready to go they were okay with him the chargers the way i understand it asked for permission to talk to him last week when there was first wind that that he might not be back or 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 things might not be stable here so they put in a request to talk to him the fact that he got this job announced within was it 12 hours i don't even know yeah um tells you to me that this was mutual he was ready for a fresh start a new challenge and and the Cowboys were ready to, to start off uh, in a new direction from Kellen Moore. To me, again, from the Cowboys, and Broadus, you've talked about this before, I know with, with the guys there and, and to me in conversations, when you're the owner, when you're the coach, you already have five names in your desk drawer of who you want to be the next guy. Yep. you got to hope Mike McCarthy already had those names going. You know, spe- speaking of names, uh, is there anyone that maybe you've heard of, Todd? I know we've been kicking around some names as well, but maybe some guys that you think they could be linked to. Yeah, the obvious ones, right? Brian Schottenheimer, he's in the building. Uh, ben McAdoo was in the building last year. Long history with McCarthy up in Green Bay. The, the guy that I'm intrigued about um, for a couple of div- different reasons, and one is tie- his ties to Dak. Two, you'd be weakening a division rival. Brian yeah. Johnson, the, yeah. the Eagles quarterback Love coach. That. He's been up for a couple coordinator gigs, um, and, and Dak has spoken highly of him when, he, when we've talked about him to him to him about Johnson in the past. He worked with him at, at Mississippi State. Uh, we've seen what Jalen Hurts has done 
uh, in his two years as the Eagles started with him as the quarterback's coach. So I think that's a guy that you at least investigate to find out w- w- what it's all about. Um, th- those would be the, the names I would think. You know, I, I don't see a Cliff Kingsbury. That would be a Jerry special to get the guy who's making $8 million as yep. a head coach and you pay him one hundred and fifty grand as the offensive staff, the Belichick deal and how he did with Patricia and Joe judge to a degree up there. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and, and all these coaches also have to weigh how long of a future does Mike McCarthy has with, have with the Cowboys coaches to make this a palatable place to come to. If you think he's on a one-year deal, you might be better off staying where you are if you have a job um, or, or, you know, you're, you're taking a bit of a gambit to say, okay, I believe in coach McCarthy and what the Cowboys here. And, and this is going to be something that lasts beyond one or two years. Hey, Todd, uh, when you mentioned Johnson and stuff like that, I mean, that's a really good get on your part. And I'm curious, though, do you interview him with the thought of him being the play caller? And if you're Philadelphia, do you try and talk him out of it because they're telling him you're not going to be the play caller down there, man? You just need to sit with us and and ride this thing out. Or how do you think that would play out? I'm sure one team is going to try and talk him out of it. You know, especially if if you feel like that McCarthy's going to call the plays, right? And so let's look at it right now. Like in the hierarchy of what Philly's structure is, you know, Sirianni's the head coach, but he doesn't call plays. Um, Steichen, 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 he calls the plays. So Johnson's at least third. He would come to Dallas, and okay, you might not call plays, but you're at least second on the list of who we'd all blame for a bad offensive season. So that's better than being third, I guess. Or, or maybe it's not being better being third if you're going to catch some of the heat. Um, but, yeah, the Eagles would try and talk him into staying, and I'm sure it would be a tough get for any team that would try and get him because of what they have in Philadelphia and what if they win a Super Bowl, all that sort of, sort of stuff. Um, and, again, from the if you're looking at the Cowboys from an outside perspective, how long are you going to be here? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, 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 is, is this, to me – 2023 is is a is the way this is shaping up the how we're looking at it is Mike McCarthy is going to get the opportunity potentially that Jason Garrett never got Jason wanted to call plays again in his final year with the Cowboys but was not given that opportunity it looks like Mike could be having could be given that opportunity to call plays and what would be his last chance to go out with a with a fight if we want to look at it that way whereas Jason had Kellen Moore as his play caller and couldn't go out. So, you know, give if it again, if it goes this way, it's given it's given Mike McCarthy the chance to show what what he can do as a play caller. And look, we all railed on Dak about the interceptions, right? Right. If you look at, at Mike McCarthy's two years with Favre in Green Bay, his last, his first two years with him, he threw thirty three combined interceptions in two thousand five, the year McCarthy got there, a twenty nine pick. Uh, in all of his time together with Aaron Rodgers, he topped uh, 10 interceptions just twice and none after his third year as a starter. So if now I also part of me wonders if Mike's the quarterback guru, why wasn't he involved in getting this thing fixed this year? Sure. Just saying. Hey, Todd. Okay. You know me, I'm going to come up with reasons why they're the coaching thing. The hires or excuse me, the, the, the releases of these coaches it's kind of weird because I feel like there's McCarthy guys going out the door and I feel like they're Jerry Jones guys going out the door. Are we, and I know you guys were asking some questions the other day about 
you know, and, and Jerry's relationship with uh, Mike and, you know, how they, you know, the tough decisions. I, am I seeing a pattern here or am I reading too much into that? Um, th- there may be a pattern there. I think a lot of it, honestly, and Mike mentioned it in a part of his answer, it, he used the term economical. There's, a, there's economics behind this too. To, to my understanding is Joe Philbin was among the highest paid offensive line coaches in the NFL more than $2 million a year. Skip Pete was among the highest paid running backs coaches uh, in, in the NFL as well. The rough figure in that is, I, I want to say, 500000 and above uh, when, when you look at what running back coaches make. So, And Jerry didn't want to have 29 coaches on the staff. Yeah. He, he brought that number to us. Was it the start of training camp where he mentioned the number of coaches on the contract? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's not something he wanted. So I, I would almost say it's more economical. And, and look, Kellen was making $2.1 million as the offensive coordinator. Well, guess what? Jerry doesn't have to pay him $2.1 now. I don't know what he's making from the Chargers, but there's some offset there that he'll be, he'll be saving some coin that, that he can um, put into some other coaches going forward. Um, but some of this stuff is like, okay, Kyle Valero is not back as the analytics, assistant wide receivers, whatever his title was. I mean, some of this stuff, to use a Jerry term, is fungible, right? Mm. I mean, now, George Edwards, that's a pretty big loss in my mind for what yeah. he was able to do with, with not just Micah, but Vanderess the last two years. No one wants to give the kid credit. Vanderess the last two years has been a really good player, and I think the Cowboys would make a mistake to not keep him as a free agent. Good points from Todd Archer here on 105.3 The Fan. You know, making the playoffs two years in a row is no small feat. Do you feel like internally the Cowboys are excited about long-term Mike McCarthy, or is he kind of coaching and, and calling plays for his job over the next 12 to 24 months? I would say he's coaching for his job over the next 12 to 24 months because we've heard nothing about a possible extension for him, right? Even though he's made the playoffs here these these last two years, I would, I would have a feeling that that would be something that would have been broached by the national guys um, as a possibility this past weekend. We've not heard that. Um, Jerry has not been a guy that, you know, has extended the coaches with multiple years left in his contract. Remember the two times he extended Garrett came when Garrett was on the last year of his deal. And he, oh, he timed it out perfectly by making the playoffs both of those two times getting to the divisional round. So they always felt they were building something. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think he's, He's coaching for his job uh, as probably he entered 2022 coaching for his job as well. Um, but, he, you know, he signed through 2024. Look, two years in a row, they've kept Dan Quinn from going out into the head coaching market. We don't need to read any tea leaves here, do we? Of who who no. would be the first guy on the list as the Cowboys next head coach? Pretty obvious. Yeah. Hey, Todd, uh, you know, I know you and I have had these conversations before, and I, I think I'm remembering it the right way. You kind of look at the offensive line coach as really the, the like, other than the coordinator, is really the most important hire for the coaches, the assistant coaches. Did I did I get that right with yeah. you? Yeah. Absolutely. The, the three main coaches on your staff are your OC, your DC, and your offensive line coach. Like, the, the rest of them, they obviously serve a function. But those three guys are have to be the tone center setters of the entire operation. Todd, I, just, I just walk myself into a corner now. Where am I? <laughs> where are you going, brother? No, I'm just saying though. To me, I'm I'm thinking about because, like I said, I I think that how Mike McCarthy could be as a play caller potentially could hinge on who his offensive line coach is. 
That's that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying of all the hires that they might have, this might be the most important one they've got. I, I would agree with you. Um, yes, and, and we, you know, I, I mentioned James Campen's name last week. My understanding is that Carolina is not letting him out. They're not letting him out. Yeah, remain there. Yeah, yeah, he's remaining as Frank Reich's guy there, Um, and he's quality offensive line coach who was making only honestly slightly less than what Philbin was making here. But yeah, that's a that's a huge uh, a huge role they'll have to fill, and I I wonder if they do look internally there if Lunda Wells becomes the candidate as their offensive line coach. If you got you guys will probably discuss that, but. Yeah, you know there were people in that building that thought Lunda w- was maybe the best line coach they had in the building anyway, and uh, you know did a good job with the tight ends the last few years um, with with what they've had. So and he has offensive line background. It's, you know that might be a possibility uh, if the Cowboys were to look look that route. But I have not heard where McCarthy's going in terms of names or who he's talked with or if he if he's even talked to anybody yet about an O-line or OC or running backs, uh, senior linebackers, whatever the, whatever the heck else they got to fill in that staff. Todd, you had an awesome article about, you know, the options that the Cowboys have here with Dak in, in, in the future. And we got the new salary cap numbers. They're still going to be about $7.4 million over, so they'll have to restructure some deals, and, and maybe they do with Dak. But do you think we're getting closer to them maybe moving on from Dak after this year if they're not able to accomplish the ultimate goal? I, I think we'll have that answer, what their plan is, if they restructure him. Um, because you're adding, if you were to do the full restructure and you'd get $22 million bucks in Rome, and man, wouldn't that be great? Everybody's going to start connecting Cowboys to the high-end free agents, and they're going to sign none of them, and everybody would be disappointed again. It's just the same off-season cycle we go through. But you're, you'd now be adding so much dead money to that deal that when the after the contract voids in twenty after twenty twenty four that you, you're you're kind of stuck. So if they restructure them, then that tells you they're that tax their guy or or extend them. That tells you everything you need to know. If they don't restructure them and and don't extend them, it wouldn't surprise me if you see them draft a quarterback somewhat legitimately in, in, in the early rounds, not a Ben DiNucci at number 225 or whatever the heck they got DiNucci uh, in the seventh round a couple of years ago, because there's two cycles. This thing, this league is all cycles. It's, you know, everybody's praising Philadelphia for what they're able to do and go out and trade for A.J. Brown. They're partly able to do that, and maybe mostly able to do that, because Jalen Hurts is on a rookie contract, like as a second-round pick. So, you know, it makes it easier. The Cowboys absolutely can go do that. And they had a guy in the building, I know, with Amari Cooper making that kind of money. Um, they just didn't think he was worth it. The Cowboys can go out and trade for whatever receiver you want and move money around and do all that stuff. I just don't think they will. But, yeah, this is – Dak is as critical as 2023 is to Mike McCarthy. It's as critical to Dak Prescott and his future. And it seems like yesterday – we were just talking about all that contract stuff with Dak, and now it's all coming back. It's going to come back to the the four again with him. And I'm tired. That's that gave me tired head back then. I need even more tired head going forward. Well, we appreciate you tracking it. You know, it is one of those interesting things that's going to inform on their plans for their other stuff. But you know, Todd, I I just assumed they'd restructure because if they don't. That's not a playoff team next year, is it? I mean, that's that's like twenty five or thirty million dollars of cap space that restructuring would free up. 
22, yeah, it would, it would free up 22 million bucks in, from Dak. And look, I, I just tweeted this stuff out. If you, they'll restructure Gallup, and that'll make everybody mad. But that's the design of the contract. That'll get you about seven and a half ish million. They could do Zach Martin and, and, and Demarcus Lawrence. They get you about 16 million there. So you have 45 million in like a second and a half that we just did. To me, all of the money that they're going to create is going to be to try and re-sign CeeDee Lamb or maybe even Diggs because they have to start staggering these contracts with these guys. They can't have them all come up at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it, it just it's, it's impossible to do. And I know you got the fifth-year option on Lamb, but I'd rather get him done early and, and let Diggs maybe play it out and put the franchise tag on him after next season. But the, 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 Dak, the, the Dak thing is the what is going to drive this whole thing because – Quarterback, drive, quarterback contracts drive the salary cap. Hey, Todd, you know, in the last couple of minutes, we got you here. Okay, how about going the other direction with, with Tyron Smith and Ezekiel Elliott? Look into your crystal ball and try and just make the best guess you can on that. Yeah, you know, like with a month ago in the season, I was thinking that they were going to do the, the Demarcus Lawrence trick with him and, and pay cut him, but guarantee him some money and bring him back. But, you know, the last six games, he didn't average more than 3.6 yards of carry. So I'm now wondering if there's going to be a, a running back room without Ezekiel Elliott. And then, you know, because you're going to need the money for Pollard either through the franchise tag or a long-term deal. You just had $20 million tied up in your running back room cap-wise last year. You really want to do that again? That probably doesn't make the most sense. And then with Tyron, I mean, you drafted Tyler Smith to be your top left tackle of the future. He lar- largely played that spot. The entire year, um, Tyron has been hurt every year since 2015. I, I just wonder if they go in a different direction and 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 cut ties with one of their best left tackles that they've ever had. No one's told me that what their plan is yet. Mike McCarthy said they've not had a personnel meeting as of last. When did we talk to Mike? Last Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Um, so you know the, the, those two guys. I right now, if, if you had a put any money down on something i would say both neither one of those guys would be the team in 2023 todd fantastic stuff as always we really appreciate your time sir have a great off season thanks fellas appreciate it you betcha there he is todd archer espn i'd say a must follow on cowboys twitter oh gosh he knows it yeah Yeah, absolutely one of the top cowboys reporters ever that's that todd archer thanks so much brian for booking that for us that was fun okay when we come back it's time for woolchuck's top 10 at 420 where are we headed with that sir yeah we've got the top 10 best winter sports movies on this frigid winter day here in the metroplex that's next on the fam we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch minimum of four lines for 25 dollars per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due 35 dollars per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yes, sir. Welcome back, Nation. This segment is brought to you by Soda. It's state-of-the-art. It's time now for Woolchuck's Top 10 at 420. Now, here he is, the Wooly Bully himself, Woolchuck. Thank you so much. Goodness gracious. It's frigid out there. We just had Pedro come in here, and it looked like he was still shivering from that cold outside. And I'll tell you what, there's uh, nobody on uh, nobody on 75 heading south. Oh my goodness! We so must have had a wreck up there. Well, they must have. They must either clear. Everybody got or, home, or everybody's everybody cleared out, and I think people are probably going home early. Well, I mean, twenty minutes ago, seventy-five South was a parking lot. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. I'm getting ready for uh, pandemic radio tomorrow, boys. They gave yeah. they gave us the access units. You know what that means. I mean, you're, I mean you're just going to go ahead and bag it tomorrow. Aren't we're you? doing it from home. This is me and Luce just going to be up here tomorrow. Is that if, what you're saying? If I was in my apartment, I'd. I might, I might consider doing it. I'm still living with mom. Mom, there's, oh, pop her on the air. There's no way. I might. That's actually a good idea. There's no way mom is going to be like, oh yeah, drive in. She is a worry wart when it comes to this stuff. Is she? Yeah. Uh, I don't. No. Even, I don't even think I can work. It's too cold. I'm, I'll be under too much I duress take tomorrow. That MLK so. day that we. We'll, it, it would we'll be. Chuck can work from home. You can work here. Yeah. You guys think you got it? We got yeah, this. We, we can cover this. that up. We're good. No, we, I'll be all right. I'll I'll wake up and see what the roads are like. I'll probably drive in, but I am taking that excess unit. Home. I'm going to take it just in case. Look, yeah. if it's not him. if it's not bad, then I won't worry about it. Gavin is going to stage a fall in the front of his house. He's going to have Abby like film him, and he's going to walk outside, and he's going to take a dive. Hey, and he's going to oh, jeez, oh, oh my gosh, I can't. I, I tell you what, though, I don't think I could be with you guys today. There have been guys up here that didn't want to work, Brian. I don't consider myself one of those. Do you? No. Do you I think do, I'm? Not, I, do you think I don't like to work, guy? I, I don't know, man. I, no, I just. I don't. Wow. Do you think I, I'm not? I'm just. How do you really feel, Brian? <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. To me, no, I you do want to. Heck, we're doing our shows are doing good, man. Yeah, we keep working. Everything's flowing good. We're kicking butt right now. Doing right. good. About to get into the top ten. What's your favorite winter sports movie of all time? Before that, I do have uh, a debt to pay. I think earlier, as you were talking about giving pills or not giving pills to that former Green Bay Packers quarterback, somebody did issue the name or say the name Brett Favre. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And the text reminded me of this. And rules are rules. Mama gave me eight of them flapjacks. I said, Mama, take away five of them flapjacks. I want to stay hungry for the Crimson Tide. Now, I do have one bit of Packers news for you. Reports are coming in via Adam Schefter that the Green Bay Packers prefer to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I almost said Brett Favre again. Gosh dang it, Brian. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Oh, I just said it. I'm sorry. You just did. Yeah. Mama gave me a little black jack. So I said, Mama, take away five of the black jacks. I want to stay hungry for the Crimson Tide. Shout out to you, Keith Jackson. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see if there's a dance partner. You need somebody to trade. I think it's going to be the Jets. But might move That's on. That's crazy. I- I'm sorry. You know, th- this is where GMs get too fed up to do a good job. 
oh, I, I, I can't stand this Manny Ramirez guy. He makes my job hard. You're the GM. Shut up, okay? If you have a coach that doesn't want to deal with Aaron Rodgers, you fire him, okay? Who else doesn't want to deal with Aaron Rodgers? You're gone. A lot of women. Well, <laughs> sure. Of course. He's hey, a troubled man of issues. Talking about that the other He's got day. a toxic well, personality. I've heard a lot of people don't want to deal with Danica either, right, Brian? Oh, jeez. If she if she shows Real up on piece your, of work that yeah, if she shows up on your doorstep, just turn around and leave. Seriously, <laughs> jeez. I did get to meet her once. I was just amazed at how small small she is. She's just tiny. Got to fit in that car. Smiley. Small Spitter. and tiny. Yeah, she is. She's That's... very teeny. All right, let's uh, dive in. She is course. strong. Is she? Yeah, she's strong. You strike matches on her. Okay, all right. It's very toy. It's toy like a toy guy. You guys have a favorite uh, winter sports movie? Ooh, maybe Miracle on Ice. Yeah, yeah the Miracle, Miracle one. Miracle's yeah. a good one. Uh, I would cool pr- Runnings? Cool Runnings is definitely going to be listed, don't you worry. Mighty Ducks uh, always comes to mind on this. We've got a lot of love for Cool Runnings on the text. Was there a guy about oh. Eddie the Eagle, the like the ski jumper dude? I don't know if there well, there was a movie about was, him, was well, there? Eddie the Eagle's actually it called the, the Flyer, what's yeah. it, what was it called? I watched that. Uh, <laughs> it was Eddie the Eagle. I watched it okay. on a flight back. I think it was from South Africa one year. Um, that's you know, certainly on this list. Of course, they uh, people from the 80s would say uh, Better Off Dead. You know, with Lane and the two dollars, and the, it's it's a cult classic. I did, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I didn't see that one. You guys ever see this movie called? I had to run the K two. Hot Dog, the movie. No. Came out in nineteen eighty four. It's slobs foreigner here versus snobs oh. on the slopes. Oh, hot dog, hot dog, like freestyle skiing. It's your typical eighty sex comedy. For oh, better or worse, wacky things happen. Wacky things. I'm interested. Lucius? Am I interested in that? When well, wacky things happen, is that what you're asking me? <laughs> Just in general. That's, that. that's Lucius's motto. <laughs> wacky things. things. Give me some wacky things. And what's, what's your doing? favorite winter sports movie? Uh, I was. I probably have to say Cool Runnings because I don't know a lot of winter sports movies. But the only thing that keeps popping up on my head is uh, Snow Dogs. Oh, With yeah. Cooper Gooden Jr.? Yes. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, we talk about it as a joke. You know, but I've seen it before. Yeah, Snow Dogs is good. Uh, oh, and the segment is brought to you by Soda, State of the Art. State of the Art, weight yeah. loss. Salute. Those are my peeps. Doing some good stuff over there. MVP, Most Valuable Primate, gets a uh, honorable mention as well. That was a movie that I saw as a kid that was not good, but you'd think it was good when you saw it. Speaking of primates, they stole a monkey from the zoo. A few of them, I think, too. What? what? Yeah, bro, they are. Someone is allegedly attacking the Dallas Zoo. Remember we had the conversation yeah. with o- they're, Yeah, they're, they're back at it. A new crime over the weekend? It's a new crime. Wow. Yes, sir, bro. Yes, I will be asking my mother for the meatloaf. Ma, the meatloaf! I like yeah, I like the I really like these uh these Disney movies about like a husky dog that you know teams up with his, his uh, Togo is a great one. Oh yeah, yeah. T O G O. But there's a number of those, uh, like on Netflix and Disney and stuff, and Abby and I are always looking for good ones. All right, so some of the honorable mentions on here, you've got the Mighty Ducks sequels, uh, Youngblood, the hockey movie from 1986. Oh, Slapshot, too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Good. Eddie the Eagle comes in at 11. So it's called Eddie the Eagle, right? It is called Eddie the Eagle. Okay. Good movie. Number 10 is Goon. Sean William Scott. And he basically is a terrible hockey player that just gets in fights with everybody. It's a good movie. Yeah, Goon. Number nine is Miracle, which I'm surprised isn't higher on this list. Again, that movie made Again. brought me to tears. Michael Rusignoni. Who do you play for? I play for the United States of America. That movie's incredible. I love that film. Slapshot comes in at number eight. There you go, Brian. 1977. Paul Newman. Paul Newman, that's my guy. 
Mm-hmm. Good film. Man. Hard R as well. That Whoa. Movie's hard R. Come on, man. Be respectful, dog. What are we doing? I love you. I, Tanya. Jeez. Uh, number seven on this list. Did you guys see I, Tanya? I mean, yes. That is a good movie. Yes. And the story well, it's is about a skater? just nuts. It's about Tanya Harding. Oh, okay. What That's I thought. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Did not see that. Oh, the I, was, like see, I, I was in Detroit. She took the the night she took the Nancy Kerrigan out. Yeah, we were in Detroit playing a game. Oh man, that was just bizarre. The nineteen ninety four. It Olympics. happened. At, it happened. That well, it, no, it happened at a. It happened at an event at a. Yeah, uh, prior to. Yeah, 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 in Detroit. Just weird. <laughs> what a story is that, that is. Margot Robbie playing that too. Yes. <laughs> Margot. Oh, and that, that was also something that happened this is she weekend. she dating that first baseman? No. Guy? Okay, so Margot Robbie is married. Oh, damn. I know. It's, it's she's I mean, congratulations. Kid. Yeah. It doesn't mean Lucky she's man. A, yeah. Doesn't mean she's not an open relationship. Okay, we can we can go ahead. Did, did I see something wow. about her and Nathaniel yes, Lowe? you did. So all of a sudden this weekend, it just became a thing to link Margot Robbie with a bunch of random sports stars. Oh. And somebody here that's, locally that's, was like, TMZ has reported Margot Robbie dating Rangers first baseman right. Nathaniel Lowe. All right, and bad. it became a big thing. But it's not accurate. She is married. I did my that homework on it as well. It's probably Jamie Presley. They got confused. Yeah, I got excited because I was hoping to see her at a lot of Ranger games this year. Ranger games this year, but it didn't happen. Oh, you're, you're back to that, huh? No, I just like to go and watch. Yeah. Uh, number six is Men with Brooms. Never saw it. Curling. Is that curling? Yeah, it's got to be curling, right? Yeah. Got to be. But I didn't end up seeing the movie. Number five is cutting. Left, left, the, left, left. <laughs> sweep, sweep. The cutting. Sweep. I could see Brian being a stud I'd be. I'd be a good captain of that. Skip. They call them skippers. Come on. Yeah, do they? Skipper. Skip. 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 So in in the Sopranos, that's what they call Tony. Number Skip. <laughs> Number five is The Cutting Edge that came out in 1992. Didn't see it These either. movies all suck. Nope. <laughs> a lot of them do. I mean, <laughs> this is the first time This is the first time you've done this where I've kind of like, I'm rebelling. These movies aren't good. Yeah, well, I'm just rebelling on The top four are good. Four we Other got, than Slapshot. Slapshot was good. Cool Runnings was good, too. Well, we'll the bobsled to dudes we'll are, are awesome. Yeah, when he throws his lock off. Yeah. Four is Blades of Glory. That's uh, That's a good movie. Is it? I, well, it's, it's funny. a spoof, isn't it? A yeah. Spoof movie. It's a good point that Lucius made. Like, is it good? No, but it is funny. It, it is a spoof movie. It's, it's a comedy. I prefer Blades of Steel. Okay, fair enough. British Steel. Blue Steel. Judas Priest. Uh, and somebody has texted in the Cutting Edge. I just never saw it. Uh, Johnny Tsunami is getting some love, and that's a great reference. You guys don't know that, but some Johnny of us tsunami. do. 90s kids, Disney film, huh. Mystery Alaska, 1998 oh. film. Okay. About uh, a movie of the New York Rangers (laughs) travel to small town of Mystery, Alaska to play against the locals. The beer sounds fun. Yeah. Sounds like it could be cool. Number two is the Mighty Ducks. Amazing. All right. right. But number one. 30 below. The best winter sports movie of all time. Feel the rhythm. Feel the ride. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Yeah. Cool running. How many times you watched that as a kid, Wolchuk? Oh, gosh. 50? <laughs> a ton. John Candy was great. Well, Amazing. thank you, sir. Yeah, great movie. Uh, news about the Mavs and the trade deadline. What would you be willing to take to move this Mavs foundational piece? That's coming up next in the G-Bag Nation. Thank you, Lucius. What if the Mavs looked at trading one of their best players to initiate more of a full rebuild? I guess the morning news sent an alert today that the Mavs are looking to trade for a star and everybody but Luka is available. 
I think they wanted to hang on to their core and make it better with little moves, and now they're realizing that's not going to happen. Uh, the thing, the things that uh, Mike Bassick has been venting about for three or four years as far as you don't have players that anybody else wants are true. Okay, so what we're talking about, and the NBA rumorowski that was hot over the weekend, the Jazz are blowing up the Mavs' phones trying to get him to trade Dorian Finney-Smith. League sources say the Mavericks are putting a high premium on an acquisition like that. Thoughts on that? Come on in on the truckwreck.com fan text. Uh, there is news. Niners QB Brock Purdy suffered a torn UCLA, uh, UCLA, UCL. That Go is, Bruins. that's your Tommy John ligament. Um, so apparently uh, he's seeking s- uh, second opinions, but this would be a six month injury if that is accurate. Brock Purdy there with the uh, the elbow injury uh, early in last night's game against the Eagles. Okay, but now that we have that taken care of, uh, it's Matt Moore, longtime NBA reporter. He's hearing it's possible the Mavs uh, are looking to be sellers, and maybe they could be talked into moving Dorian Finney-Smith. If they can't trade their players for players that fit them better, you know, the other thing to do is, is to dump your players on the market and initiate a, a big rebuild. You know, maybe take some expiring contracts and young assets, draft picks in return, and then go shopping. The Trailblazers ended up doing that last trade deadline, and they moved off a number of good players that were in their core, like Robert Covington and C.J. McCollum. And they took a huge step back, but then they hit free agency, and they end up getting Jeremy Grant, who's having an all-star caliber year for them. They got Gary Payton II, who's been a good player for them. And I think that might actually work for the Mavs, Wolchuk brought us, because I don't think you can trade your players for like championship-level replacements. So I think you're going to have to trade everybody and then hit free agency and hope to find better role players. Now, Plan Powder has never been able to return superstars to the Mavs in free agency, but maybe it could return legitimate playoff-level rotation guys. Um, so I'd be very open-minded to that plan of of moving on from Dorian Finney-Smith to if it could be part of a bigger uh, objective to free up a bunch of cap space, acquire draft picks, and try to get a rebuild going before Luke is too far off into his 20s. I just don't think the Mavericks are in that mindset, and I think it's because Luka, with a player like Luka Doncic, I don't think he can be. I don't think Luka would allow it uh, because Luka is so competitive. He is so win-now. And when you have a player that is as good and as talented as him, I don't think you're ever truly out of it, in my opinion. I think you're always just another second if, okay, piece so away. Okay, so I agree I, with you. If th- if that's true, then whoever you get next year is going to be good enough to still be a playoff team. Sure. Right? It's it's more a statement that, hey, this isn't working. We got to. And I don't think, I'm not talking yeah. two or three years of rebuild. Right. I'm yeah, talking I, I just what you're different saying. role players around him. Yeah. I, yeah. Think you're, I think you're better served, Luca. Trying to do something now. Let's see with Finney Smith, and I know that Utah's the team that's interested. If you look at his line against Utah the other night, I can see why Utah's interested. Blocks, steals, rebounds, yeah, yeah. you know, scoring. I, I could, I could see why. Because usually when you're like, you're sitting there like, damn, that guy would be pretty good to have on our team. You know, that guy would be, you know, and so all of a sudden, but you know, when you're competing against somebody, you're thinking. Man, this guy'd be really good on our team. You so, see a yeah, lot of guys with skills out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So to me, but I if I would rather go down trying to do things to help 
And maybe getting rid of Dorian Finney-Smith is not the most ideal thing. Sure. But you got to show Luka you're trying to do something. You've got to give to get as well, so I hear you. Now, this is interesting because you have the Low Post podcast, and Tim McMahon was on it today, and I'm just finding little quotes from Tim McMahon, who we respect and is a friend of the program here and covers the Mavs. And he said that he would be very surprised if Dorian Finney-Smith is traded before the deadline, he also says that the Mavs likely aren't trading Dorian Finney-Smith unless it's part of a larger deal with multiple picks for a bona fide second guy next to Luka, and he highly doubts it happens before this deadline, and that Dodo is Luka's favorite teammate on the squad. Oh, wow, that's huge. Okay. Favorite teammate on the squad, that's big. But I think the Mavs are approaching it right that – we have a super premium asset for com- contenders. You want a defender like this who can also make threes? It's going to cost you. And we're not going to give this guy up easily. Now, maybe you're so fed up with this roster that you want them to sell off everybody and just pull it down to bare bones. And maybe I'd be willing to do that. But right now, you have to look into this trade market and be like, if you want to come for Dorian Finney-Smith, you better load up a very good trade package and bring us closer to putting the kind of supporting cast around Luka that we need. Yeah, to me, it's it's really about the thing I would hate the Mavs to do, and maybe I always talk about this in team building, is you love your players too much. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, see, that's they the thing. They at risk of doing that. Yeah, I mean, you know, all of a sudden, I'm sure Nico is kind of, Nico seems like to me one of these guys is like, man, let's move on. Let's go ahead. We can do this. We can make this happen. Yeah. Maybe Jay Kidd's like that. Problem is you got ownership that might be like, no, no, I really don't want to move on from that. I don't want to move on from that guy. You know, I, I always worry about that. Cowboys have that problem, too. Yeah. Can't move on from guy. They love their guys too much. Can't yeah. move on. Yeah, I, I think that's been a big problem uh, for both teams, the Cowboys and, and the Mavericks. And I think Mark Cuban was great at moving in and out of different players early on in his career as an owner. And maybe he just didn't like it. You know, maybe he didn't like building relationships and then having to move on from guys, especially if it doesn't get you closer to a championship. So I think owners and front office guys kind of lose their stomach for the fight because they're they're picking up families and moving them across country. And then they're no closer and like, wow, we actually went backwards on that what are we doing we're doing too much so you kind of want to stand pat and like have your guys that you like to work with and that's the sacrifice that young owners are willing to go through owners that haven't won a championship are willing to be the bad guy in order to press their team forward to get a championship and I do believe Mark Cuban and Jerry Jones are, are in a similar boat that maybe they don't want to make people uncomfortable in their pursuit of a championship anymore I'm for change because clearly what you have now is not good enough it, it's, it's just not going to get you over that hump. Uh, and Dorian Finney-Smith has regressed. Now, can he get back to the player that he was that was so good in the second half of last year and in the postseason? That's certainly the hope. The other guy that we've talked about is Christian Wood. And I think it's interesting that I guess what Tim McMahon is hearing now in terms of what could be out there for a Christian Wood trade, and it's really just maybe what the Mavs traded for him that would be the return on him now. So it's essentially like a late first-round pick and future salary relief. Would you be willing to do that right now? Do you want to be a seller and kind of raise the white flag on this season? There are three games from, I think, the number one seed, but there are also three games from the 13 spot. Well, so I, I don't, again, I, I think the Mavericks are still thinking we're going to try and compete for a championship this year. So I don't think that they will. For, that they will. for me, I don't think there's a future for Christian Wood here. 
So if I have the ability to move him and just get some kind of assets, I probably would instead of letting him just leave in free agency. It'd be different if they were 15 games over 500 yeah. right now. But they're what, one game? Are they 26 and 25? I think, I, and yeah. Talk, yeah, I think it's three games and they can get back up there. I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, so it's it's competitive, but th- this is when you have to be able to scout yourself and say, guys, we don't have a chance. We're not going to, uh, you know, win, win it all this year. E- even if we could magically slip through the West, there's a number of teams in the East that would just be a nightmare for us but maybe going on that run is uh, important enough for the team to at least attempt and when you get Kleba back you're going to get a really dynamic type of defender that I, I think is going to at least put you back into you know maybe an average defensive team I don't know last year's was top five and they used sure. that to really overachieve in the playoffs and putting all that back together might be too much so if we could get legitimate assets by trading off of like hey you need a third big man here's JaVale McGee you need an attacking big man here's Christian Wood here's Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock here's Tim Hardaway Jr. do you need a three-point shooter who wants Bertans like if you could clear all that off and get just expiring contracts back I think I would sign up for that but if you can't do it all, I don't know if it makes sense to do little tiny pieces and then have like an additional $4 million of cap space. Sure. I, th- I think you'll know exactly what you need to do by February 15th. And that's after they play this next stretch where they play a lot of games, you know, against Western contenders, you know. So I think that's right near the all-star break. I think you'll know exactly what your team is, whether you have to move on from guys or try and make a run at this thing. Okay, what are the Cowboys going to do at offensive coordinator? We had the latest intel on that. And is Tony Romo now a falling star post-Cowboys? That is next here in the G-Bag Nation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.